This is the Born Offside podcast. It's offside but not as far as Mezzatozel's eyes. Welcome to our next installment of Born Offside. We were actually born offside. We've been trying to get onside for a very long time, but uh, it's uh, it's just not easy. It's just not easy. Not. Ask any World Cup, you know, a cup striker, you know, how easy is it to uh, to get back onside once you've been offside? You know, it's not easy. Not easy it's at all. It's tiresome. It's tiresome. It no one wants to run backwards. No, there you go. It's like you know, put it in reverse. Anyway, it's uh, our next installment with me, Jason, and with Big Dave uh, on the other side of the pond over there. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm great, mate. I'm very much looking forward. Um, I, we've had a lot of football. I think you and I had a little bit of a too much football. Oh, I'm through that now. I'm on to my <laughs> second football win. <laughs> Bring on that second football wind. Come on, it's uh, 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 the second round of games, so I guess it's uh, it's just in time. I hope you got a third one and a fourth and a fifth. And uh, yeah, um, well, look, I, I'm, I'm glad everyone's uh, tuned in and listening to this. Uh, this one is going to be an absolutely horrible, a horrid uh, uh, episode, in fact, of Born Offside. I can guarantee you that right now. Uh, uh, today we'll be reviewing the uh, what was the pain of three one-nil wins last night. Uh, we will be discussing uh, Neymar's injury, although we might not. Uh, uh, we'll be discussing bizarre throw-ins as well and uh, questionable dedication. And uh, I will also be doing my very best uh, to put a chicken noise in there somewhere as well. So uh, uh, now um, uh, I do like chickens. I think they're, they're very honorable uh, beasts uh, of, our, of our world. Uh, and we do compare them quite unfortunately against people who uh, act in stupid and silly ways. I am going to try to rise them, raise them along that plethora. I and make them. Stop talking about chickens and get oh, on to the Portugal Morocco review. All right, we're going to review what was, in fact, one of the worst uh, dear uh, moments of, of my footballing uh, uh, watching life Portugal versus Morocco. Uh, 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 Portugal versus Morocco uh, uh, last night. Portugal won 1 0. Uh, um, uh, Morocco is now mate, out. Mate, 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 mate. Yeah. Stop. I think that instead of listening to you review it now, we should get some actual, you know, sound footage. Is it, if, if it's an audio recording, is it footage? It's not. Anyway, we've got a recording, mate, from our pitch side correspondent who was there at the time of the game, watching the game, giving us a live review. It's going to be way more influential. So let's a listen what? to that, mate. Let's listen really? to that. I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's listen. Oh, here, okay. is the, here, is our, here is our pub side correspondent now. Minute 51. And Ronaldo has just skied a shot up into the sky and complained at the fact that it was his foot that was hurting. Uh, let's not mention the fact that Gedge uh, couldn't even take a shot himself and actually spanned it towards Ronaldo. And everybody thought he was going to do it. It's 52 minutes in Morocco. Keep attacking. This is the worst performance I have ever seen in my entire life. Mate, have you have you, know, have you noticed who that was? Mate, that was that was me. It was indeed you, mate. And I have to say, give it to you. You were consistent because you also said this. This is the worst game I have ever seen in my entire life. This is the worst game ever. This is ridiculous. 
May, you didn't stop there. You also said this. All right, it's the 80th minute. We're winning 1-0. And I think I've got it. I think I've figured it out. The reason why we are playing so badly is because the Portuguese players think that they are playing in red. That's it. They're playing in red. They think they're playing in red. They've passed the ball to every single red player all the time. They can't seem to be able to get past any of the red players because they think that they're on they're playing on their own team it's just ridiculous it's the worst performance that i have seen uh for a very very long time although saying that we're on the attack and oh look at that a crappy shot that's just gone wide what a surprise Ugh. shall i go on oh no no all right that's enough thank you very much jeez yeah, oh, like it was. It was painful. It was painful. All right, Mate, you were and, consistent. You were consistent. Oh, you had the same message again and again. Mate, you weren't. You weren't enjoying it, were you? Look, it really, it really was a very, very painful match to to, to watch, and uh, and and what was so many, so many, so many points of disappointment in in this game. Uh, uh, you know, none more than the fact that I built ourselves up for it. I'd gone to the pub with all my mates. We, you know, we're 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 thousands of miles away from Portugal. We gather together, you know, to try and and, and g up our team, g them up, h them up, f them up, whatever. In the end, they got f'd up. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's just ridiculous, and I'm I'm thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly disappointed with with Portugal's performance. And uh, I, I, yeah. mate, can I just can I just remind people who may not have seen the game because we've had reviews of this podcast from people who don't watch the football; they just listen oh, to us. Yeah. Uh, can, I'd like to remind everybody who is watching that Portugal won this game, and Jason <laughs> is desperately upset about a one nil win. Uh, mate, take us to it because fourth minute it started well. Ronaldo's quest for the golden boot uh, picked up pace. He, he separated, put daylight between himself and um, that Russian fellow whose name I can't say properly, getting a bunch Go- of... Goblin. Goblin. No. <laughs> Goblin. Anyway. Off, 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 off you went. Four minutes in. Dream start. Goal for Ronnie. Then what happened? Dream start goal for Ronnie. Well, I'll tell you what, up until the third minute, we were already feeling the pressure. Three <laughs> minutes in. Three minutes in, and we could already look, and we could already tell. And, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, jokes going on around the pub, and everybody's sort of having a bit of a laugh, first of all, as well, because uh, uh, Portugal must have lost a toss or something to, to, to pick kits, or, no, these things get predetermined. Uh, so Morocco were playing in their first kit, and we were playing in our secondary white kit. And Morocco's first kit is 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 red and green, which, of course, are the Portuguese colours. So, um, or, I mean... All I could sort of think all the way through the game was that, that we were passing it to the wrong players. We kept passing it to our own, or what we thought were our own players, in red. It was, uh, it was abysmal. Um, look, mate, I'll, I'll, mate it, it's uh, an interesting point you make that because every team in that group plays first choice in red and second choice in white. Hmm. Well, there yeah. you go. So, so, yeah, so I guess they do FIFA, have to ultimate. FIFA haven't done that, haven't looked into that properly. FIFA, they, they should have drawn that group and gone, oh, oh, oh hang on, hang on, oh, hang on. No, hang no on. everyone plays the red, into the play and white. It's going to lead to confusion. Redraw the entire thing. <laughs> uh, or maybe this was the seventh time that they'd redrawn. And, uh, uh, you know, and they just got, oh, you know what, just forget it. Just put them in there. We don't care. 
Um, yeah, no, look, um, uh, I, it, it, what, what does it mean? Like, is that, um, look, in, in case any of our listeners don't, don't know uh, or, or don't predict, I've watched a hell of a lot of football games in my life. I've probably True. watched more football games than kissed my wife. Now, um, oh, yeah. No comment. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually very, very obvious as well. Or walk the dog. I don't know. Whatever it is. I, I, I don't have a dog. Walk. That's not what <laughs> to go with. I've spent a lot of waking hours watching football matches because of, of my love for, for, for the beautiful game. Um, I have never had this feeling. I have never had this emotion. It was, a, it was uh, uh, so many emotions that I had over these 90 minutes, but the main fundamental one uh, uh, obviously was disgust in the way that Portugal played their football. They had no passion. They weren't dedicated. They didn't want the ball. Uh, they got the ball. They didn't know what to do with it. And then when they brought Jelson Martinez on in the second half, he was so sort of, you know, he was like a little goat, you know, he just, he got the ball and he was like, man, let's just run around everywhere with the ball. I don't know what to do with it. And we just had nothing, nothing going forward whatsoever. And I just, I, and, and, and the other big emotion that I had was, was, was pity was, I just felt so sorry uh, for the Moroccan team. Yeah. Yeah. For the Moroccan team who played out of their skins. They played amazingly. They played really, really well. I mean, and I think they were just, you know, they would, I'm not, I'm not going to say unfortunate because teams have to put their chances away. Uh, but uh, I mean, they had, uh, they had 15 shots at goal uh, and only four of them were on target, you know? So they, uh, they were unlucky in the sense that their best two chances that I saw fell to, I mean, their captain and probably best player, but he is a center back, Renatio, right? And especially yes. the first of his two chances, it was a little bit of a scrambly ping pong post corner thing in the box, but he showed a lovely, lovely deft touch to, to set it up for himself and then blazed it over the bar and then repeated that same trick later. <laughs> In the second half, yeah, yeah, it it was it was um it was unbelievable. I mean, we, you know, a, 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 apart from one outstanding save by Rui Patricio, the new Wolverhampton Wanderers goalkeeper. But I don't know if you saw that. Uh, uh, moments before the before the match, it was announced that uh, Rui Patricio has now signed for Wolves next year. Um, and uh, I, I don't know what to make of that because this guy is a he's thirty thirty one years old. He's a world class keeper he's been a world-class keeper now for the last uh three four years he's just absolutely fantastic he made a world-class save uh to to keep portugal in it and uh, uh sort of uh, halfway through the second half ronaldo scored his first goal sorry just going back ronaldo scored his first goal in the in in, in the fourth minute uh, and and the rest of the 86 minutes were just it was just pain it was just pain we uh, you know, and have to take my hats off to, to Morocco, have to, because they just played so well. And I'm just, I'm, I'm gutted for them. I am gutted. I've never been like this. You know, they are now my eighth favorite team. Uh, in the- <laughs> Mate, we need to publish the league table of your favorite teams. Also, what are you doing taking your hats off to Morocco? You told everybody yesterday you were going to the pub with a scarf. Oh, I did. I, I take my scarf off to Morocco. Sorry about that. You know, I, I hung my flag in the pub window and I ripped it down with disgust again. Oh, my goodness. I was just so pissed off. I didn't want people from the outside world knowing that there were Portuguese people in there. It was just, oh, it, it Mate, was very, very... What would have happened if you'd lost? 
<laughs> I mean, you won the game. Well, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I wouldn't have had this horrible feeling for Morocco. You know, I would have just had the hatred. And actually, maybe that would have been a that would maybe that would have been better. Actually, maybe we're more used to that. Seeing our team play bad and lose, and us coming out of it being extremely uh, uh, critical. But the fact that we won made it all the more horrible. It was just a horrible win. And um, and you know what? Like it, it's it's given me that kind of feeling that I actually had in the Euros during the the, the 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 group games that if they go out, you know what? They deserve it. So what? It's that kind of thing. You know, that's how I'm sort of feeling. And, uh, and so many people have already spoken to me about the fact that, oh, here we go again. Portugal doing the same trick. You know, the, I'm, the only difference is that they haven't drawn every match uh, uh, this time, but uh, playing not very well and uh, and and taking the one chance that they uh, that they really had. Um, yeah, it's no. a formula. It's a formula that's worked for some teams, including yourselves, before. So, mate, normally we would review each game separately, but I want to review the Spain game as well because the Spain result okay. affects what happens with the next matches. I mean, that's the great thing about second round of matches. Once they're completed, we then enter. This team needs to do that kind of situation. Yes. Yeah, so, Mor- yeah. so Morocco are out. Morocco are gone. They're yep. going home. Yep. Sorry, Morocco, you're off. You've yep. lost to a, an own goal and a Ronaldo header. It's pretty yeah. sad. But as an, English, sad. as an Englishman who last year had to go out after two back-to-back defeats, including last-minute winners for Mario Balotelli and Luis Suarez, I don't feel any pity for you. <laughs> just, just sympathy and empathy. Because um, <laughs> I've been there for you. But anyway, Morocco, it happens. Move on. Uh, but... The Iran-Spain game, it yes. was only 1-0. There was only one goal in it. But, mate, there was a bucket of incident. Oh. Uh, and uh, I did one of my typical office-based try and teach America about soccer and not really sound too clever type things. What are you doing? Which, well, oh, well anyway. we were watching the game and, and I was like, I was doing my normal thing. of God, I hope Costa doesn't score. I hope Costa doesn't score. <laughs> And then, of course, Costa scored. Uh, <laughs> and we'll get on to, I have things to say about that goal. Anyway, then I made the, I was like, okay, right, I'll educate, I'll educate the office on this. I then went, this game's over. Spain have won. Nothing will happen. There's no point in watching it. And I went back to my desk as if to say, what are you watching that game for? Of course, I put it on on my own computer in a, in a screen down in the corner to carry on of watching course. it. And then, <laughs> and then it's a game packed with incident. It's everywhere. Oh, everything happened after that goal. Uh, Iran had a goal disallowed. Yep. Uh, I can't remember the fella's name. He nutmegs PK and sends in a beautiful cross and the guy rampages onto it and it skims the top of the bar. I don't know about you, mate, but if I ever in a World Cup match nutmegged PK, <laughs> I would not <laughs> shut up about it for years. Oh God! Yeah, no, absolutely. That would have been one for the one one for the books for sure. Uh, I think that um, I, it was. It, you're totally right. It was so full of incidents. It had so many things uh, uh, to cover. First of all, the goal. Uh, what 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 do we think? Do we think that was? Uh, it was actually seems to have officially been given for offside. There was. I know there was a handball in there as well. That it seemed to touch uh, uh, the the Iranian forward's hand. Uh, but was it offside? It was. It was. The, it was one of those bizarre offsides. If you watch it back again, like the ball gets played in the first time and he's not offside and he has the initial attempt. Uh, but when he has the, when the Iranian player has that first attempt, the Iranian player who then goes to put in the rebound is offside. It's just, it's just that he's come back with the ball. So when he hits it in, you think he can't possibly be offside. So it's one of those that's infuriating in a way because 
yes, technically is offside, but by the time he actually gets the ball, he's not. And therefore you feel like it almost shouldn't count, but it was the right, it was quote unquote, yeah, the right yeah. decision. But no, it's, it's, it's fair to enough. Quote, I, yeah. to, to quote Gigi Buffon, who, who um, in this year's Champions League, when he was forced to go out of the Champions League to a correct decision, Gigi, was, Gigi said to the referee, you have a dustbin for a heart. And I oh. would say that VAR has a dustbin for a heart. <laughs> was there something to do with onions there as well? I mean, he just went on a rant, didn't he? Buffon just, uh, yeah, no one's ever heard anything like that. But uh, yeah, he probably does. He has a dustbin for a heart, that poor referee. Oh, he went and said sorry afterwards as well. But uh, 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 yeah, yeah, it's... Um, it's one of those things. Uh, I, I think they were very, very hard done by Iran. Uh, they they fought tooth and nail. You know, they, they really, really tried. Fight. Oh my goodness! And and you could see and you could you could empathise so much with it. You know how despondent they looked. You know, slumped on the ground towards you know at the end of the match. It was it, you really felt for them. You really felt for them. But uh, it's, it's strange because uh, uh, like you, you you felt for for Iran. You felt for Morocco. But Iran is still in it. Yes, Iran is still in it. Uh, mm. I just want, I do want to touch on Douglas, uh, Douglas Costa. Diego Costa's goal. Diego Costa's goal. Okay, go because, on. Because it comes, it, it, the pass comes into him, and at first sight, it goes in, but you're looking, oh, that wasn't quite right. And mm-hmm. I, I had assumed that either he'd made an absolutely fantastic first-time finish and caught the goalkeeper by surprise, yeah. or... Or it taken a deflection off the Iranian player making a challenge. What had actually happened is, is that it had taken a unique double deflection that somehow still managed to let it count as Costa's goal, despite him not being brilliant. But Costa wheels away as if the first option, that he's brilliant, is the thing that's happened. <laughs> like, if you were purely to judge the, the, what had happened by the reaction on his face, He'd done something amazing. And I think the other Spanish players would be like, ah, oh, Diego, yes. But when, ah. they get home, when they get home to the hotel, they're going to be like, let's watch that. Hey, Diego, man, you lied. It wasn't <laughs> you. Your face lied, Diego. <laughs> Your face lied. You always lied, Diego. This is the seventh time now. Come on. Oh, he's not Mexican. Uh, but... <laughs> Diego Silva. Uh, um, David uh, Silva. Cost- couldn't, couldn't he? Uh, Diego, well, Diego Costa's Brazilian uh, uh, yeah. sort of, uh, uh, heritage, yeah. But uh, no, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I even thought it was initially a straight own goal. I thought the defending, uh, the defender coming back, had actually toe poked it into his own his, his own net. But um, is it up there now with uh, with Pogba's goal versus Australia as the worst goal of the, cha- the, the the World Cup so far? Mate, we are the only podcast that brings you the worst goal of the tournament. I'd say it's just behind Pogba's scrap because Pogba's Ooh. scrappy, deflected, nasty finish thing is about the same, but Pogba had the extra yuck factor of of a goal line review being needed. That that added a, a layer of yuck to it. Although, <laughs> although Costa did score his against Plucky Iran with one mm. of our hearts. You know, really, that Iranian team, I was watching them fight and scrap and go for everything and get mighty close and nutmeg PK. Mate, the <laughs> balls on someone to nutmeg PK. Like, like his oh. grandchildren, his grandchildren, like there was, we've already had a player in this tournament who's just changed his name to Trezeguet. That player should na- change his name to nutmeg PK. <laughs> that should, should just be his name. He should have it written on his back for the rest of his life. 
Oh, old Papa Nutmeg PK. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, uh, uh, it, was, it was something else, wasn't it? It was something special. And I think that uh, um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to find out who, uh, who it was. But uh, whoever it was, it was, uh, yeah, he, he, he did him a solid because he, he was, it, there, there was nothing else on his mind as well. Where he was going for the nutmeg. There's, oh. you know, nut, nutmegs and a really a very, you need to be very special uh, uh, to uh, be so confident that you're going to be able to go with a nutmeg. Well, when I play, I mean, I love, I love playing, uh, and I play in a sort of when I do play, I play in a sort of number tenish kind of role. So I have plenty of opportunities to be able to kind of, you know, maybe flick it here or flick it there or try try a trick somewhere there. But I, I've never. In my mind, it's never crossed my mind to go, the best option right here is for a nutmeg. It's very rare. It's very, very rare. There has to be, like, the player has to be in front of me with his legs wide open and stopped. Mate, you know, mate I've, just, I've, just, I've just realized that, he, that he's nutmegged Shakira's husband. Hey, Shakira's <laughs> husband. Oh, my God. You've done do it you think, again. Do you think Shakira's watching that? <laughs> and he's gone, okay, <laughs> now this guy's my husband. <laughs> like... <laughs> come on to be nutmegged uh, i mean i think it's fair to say to be nutmegged is the ultimate insult right it is in the, oh yeah in the oh, 70s you know. in the 70s if you got nutmegged you would then have your head kicked in for, for Wait, daring to nutmeg someone when you're uh, yes yeah it sort of turns itself around a little bit but when you're playing sort of piggy in the middle type thing uh uh it's uh yeah and <laughs> this has happened to me quite a few times when i'm in the middle uh you know if you get nutmegged in the middle uh the punishment is that you stay in one more time even though you get the ball so i mean it just goes to show uh it's uh, his name is amir by the way, uh, by the way, um, oh sorry, Amiri, Amiri, uh, Amir would have been better. Oi, Amiri, Pique, Amir, was I, was I Amir, Shakira's no. second husband, <laughs> or Amir, but oh, now I'm not anymore. <laughs> Amiri, oh, I'm Mary. Oh, I'm, oh, not not making, I'm not making Shakira's <laughs> husband. Like. <laughs> That's the way I'm doing it, mate. Uh, look, I, I want to cover another thing here because uh, uh, the Diego Costa thing has obviously made it onto the uh, onto the list of all time horrible goals. Yeah. Uh, certainly, ho horrible goals for this world uh, world uh, uh, cup. Anyway, um, thank you very much for helping me through that first uh, 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 part of the segue. We'll just finish with Spain versus Iran right over here with a couple of little points, mate. The throw in at the end. Oh, I love this. I mean, oh, so much. <laughs> What I love about it is that, like, so uh, let me try and attempt to describe it. So the, in the 90s, before the internet existed, if you wanted to watch funny football things, you had to watch, what, uh, you had to watch one of those videos that you got for Christmas, like Nick Hancock's Top 100 Football Funnies or something like that. Oh, yes. Yep. Always on one of these videos, on one of these VHS videos, sorry, youngsters, look it up, Google it. So... What, what that you would do, what we would see at somewhere around the 70 mark was this remarkable man who would take a throw in by holding the ball above his head, taking a bit of a run up. And then what you do, I mean, what you do, I've never been able to do it and never will be able to do it, is you jump forwards and you place, your, place the ball with your two hands still on it on the ground in front of you. Use that as a pivot to kind of flip over. So you've actually done a, you've done a 360 right? But you've done it by jumping yep. forward vertically. And then you use the perpetual motion that you've gathered from this to launch the ball into the area a really long distance. It's a kind of party trick. Everyone's seen a, uh, probably a YouTube clip of it happening. 
in the last minute of an important World Cup game, with Iran having a serious chance to, to draw level against Spain, their long throw previously has been a weapon and has led to uh, the number 10 going very close. Anyway, we're talking injury time. At that moment, the Irani player taking the throw-in thinks to himself, I'm going to do that thing I saw on Nick Hancock's Football <laughs> Bloopers 1997. I'm going to do it. Now is my time. <laughs> I've just seen that guy over there, nutmeg secure his husband. I'm going to one-up him. And then halfway through doing it, he decides, nah, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to look an idiot. And then stops. Why? <laughs> was it? Does he, does he stop, though? I'm not sure whether he stops or whether he realises that he didn't have the momentum from... Oh, you, oh, okay, you give him more credit than I do. I think he just realised he looked like an idiot. <laughs> stop. <laughs> well, he looked like an idiot either way. You know, he really did. And I think uh, uh, for those who know football, you know, and understand football, you understand why, why the attempt, I guess, in a way. But, uh, you know, he should have gone down the Rory Delap route, you know, and just gone for it, just launched it. Don't be doing all this, you know, flipping stuff in the 93rd minute there's only 94 minutes 93rd minute and 22 seconds there's 40 seconds left of 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 uh of the game and you've got 40 seconds to get that ball in there what are you doing you know it's just uh, it, i mean in the end i think he was very lucky because he was able to find a player that came short and actually deliver a good cross um but mate, i mean the, had he, the had thing he was, not, oh. the thing was mate that game was a throwback to 2010 because there was all those Vuvuzelas, which clearly uh, uh, a job lot of Vuvuzelas has turned up in Iran. And, <laughs> and Iran have gone, we didn't make it to the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. And blowing on one of them Vuvuzelas looked like a whole lot of fun. Boy, lads, <laughs> let's all take one with us to Russia. And, Boy, lads and, I, la lads and lassettes. Oh, yes, yes, mate. Yes, right. We'll get on to that. But, but mm. I swear that when he took that throw in and got halfway through it, for a second, the Vuvuzela stopped as the entire population of Iran went, what? Because <laughs> you can't say what through a Vuvuzela. You <laughs> no, try. <laughs> put it down, put it down and go, what? <laughs> Doesn't work. Doesn't, yeah, I just tried it. Doesn't matter. Mate, and so, so you already mentioned this. Uh, wondrous thing to see that many female Iranian fans, Iranian fans, for the first time got to attend a football match today, which I think is a wonderful thing. Well, it's not the first time, is it? Because no, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, for some of it, it's that some of them, it's their first time. I mean, and some of them have quite famously snuck into like the Tehran derby and, and other and moustaches and the lot, you know, to get on in. Uh, look and. What it, it was released on the um, on the official Twitter site for for Iranian football, um, d because it was released on the official Twitter site for Iranian football. Does this now mean that women can actually go and support men's uh, men's sports? Because I don't think there's actually been an official announcement come out. Uh, but I mean, how much more official could you get than Twitter? Of course. Um, let's probably pull back on that one. We don't want people going and getting arrested based off of what we've said. I don't think anyone lives in Iran, but if they do, Jason and I are not saying that it's now safe to go to a game. We're simply saying that it would be jolly nice if it was. Um, 
Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, uh, congratulations for Iran there on that one. And, uh, and so, mate, this is why we're talking about this now because hmm. you have to play Iran next. Portugal have to play Iran next. Yes. Yep. If they yep. win, they go through and you go out. That's very true. Look, it's, 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 uh, 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 black and white. It's very black and white. I mean, we, we can get a draw and we'll go through, uh, uh but that's such a, dangerous way to look at uh, look at any sort of game so I'm, I'm i'm very very nervous i'm very nervous about that game but you know and saying that because of our performances in the last two games i mean spain was something different it was extraordinary i thought we actually played okay but geez do we need to be playing against these top teams for us to actually get the uh, uh get the the dedication that you should have just by pulling on that shirt uh no i think we should we should have that dedication playing against any team around the world we should be there going there 100 percent full full-blooded you know and uh you know this this match against I- I- iran is going to be very interesting because with carlos queiroz of course the uh, um you know the ex-portuguese coach narrative, um, narrative. <clears throat> love a bit of narrative oh my goodness it's just uh it's just crazy it is really really crazy i mean what must be going through his head obviously he's a professional uh but he's been portuguese for the last 63 years of his life um he's been Port- Portuguese. He's been Portuguese. He has. Uh, so he's been, Portu- he's been Portugal's manager, and he's been Portugal's manager, and he's been uh, uh, you know manager of so many uh, top top teams. Um, it's another subplot, I know, but uh, you know I'm I'm very very nervous about this game, and I'm actually I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to watch it with my mates. I'm going to sit in the comfort of my own home, and 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 pro- probably cry. Mate, I tell you what, I think you tell you what you should do, and you should do this for the sake of the podcast. You should go and find the best Iranian restaurant in Melbourne and watch it there. <laughs> well, with my Portuguese flag draped over my shoulders, and do you really think that's a good your, idea? Your flag over your shoulders, your scarf around your neck, and your, and your Mediterranean eyebrows, and you should go in there and you should be like, hey, fellas, I'd like to watch this. Although, mate... What, how do you feel about this? Because I, I, I'm sorry to say this, but the world is going to want you to lose. That Iranian team have won a lot of hearts. Yeah, yeah, you know, and in, in, a, you know, in a strange way, uh, look, I, never, I'd, I would never want my team to physically lose. I'd never actually want them to, but like this, some, I, something happened to me last night, really, really did. And uh, I just felt like if, if we lose, uh, uh, then, um, you know, serves you right, serves you right. You know, for the way that you performed in this last game against Morocco, I, you've disappointed the nation, all of you. Every single one of you needs to take a, a good long look at yourselves, quite frankly, and uh, and pull your socks up for the next. Oh, geez, I'm I'm almost swearing here, and I'm just on the edge. You've got me on the edge. I think Mate. we should segue. All right, I think we should segue. Let's every get out of here. <laughs> every time we've done this podcast, we've got that little e next to us that says explicit. So you swear away, mate. Go for it. (laughs) You can't. You're too well trained. Mate, you're right. We should move on. We should move on. We've spent more than half an hour talking about two games. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. When we come back, we will uh, um, uh, talk very, very, trust me, very quickly about Uruguay, Saudi Arabia. Jason is mad because he's worried that Moroccan hashish will stop flowing to his house in Portugal. He is a bad man. Here is part two.
right, we're back. And thank goodness that first part is over because it really was very, very painful. As the second part is, uh, is here, uh, part two, part with a bang, Uruguay versus Saudi Arabia. Dave. Suarez scored from a corner. Let's move on. Beautiful. All right. So preview now for the next matches. Mate, let's... Let's, mate we need to put the break in. We'll come All back right. in part. We'll come back in part three. Okay. Part three it will be. That was my favorite ever segment of this show because it was the shortest. Please let part three be that short. So, uh, I think we did everything that we possibly could in part we gave two. It, we gave it some really extensive coverage. I named the goal scorer. I described the goal. We moved uh, on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, now we're, we're going to move on to... <laughs> really does, I hope we haven't got many Uruguayan uh, uh, listeners out there, but I really don't think we do. Uh, but uh, a very quick word, by the way. Oh, no, for Saudi Arabia? No, just forget it. No, nope. they, they, they tried, but no. All right. We're in the preview section. We are in the preview section, and I'm very, very, ex- I'm, I'm very excited about tonight's matches. I have had uh, probably a sum total of about seven hours sleep in the last 48 hours, so I am struggling a little bit. But um, uh, tonight's matches are very, very exciting, uh, and uh, I think we're going to kick off, and we'll do it chronologically as well. We're going to kick off with uh, uh, Denmark versus Australia. Um, now, this one, it's, uh, it's going to be great. Because, uh, like you said, we're into that second uh, second phase of matches now. This is where all the permutations come into play. You know what you do now; it, it really sets you up for for the tournament. That first game, you know, you still got a little bit of leeway. You might lose that game, but here we go. So, Denmark versus Australia. Dave, what do we think? Um, we think that probably on paper Denmark should have too much for them. However, Denmark was slightly disappointing in their victory over Peru and Australia was surprisingly good in their 2-1 defeat to France. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Cahill almost definitely will score a headed goal off of the bench at some point. He hasn't yet done that. <laughs> it's now a 50-50. I'm literally, the Danish coach is sat there going, it was a one in three chance. It's now a 50-50 chance that Cahill will come off the bench. If I, was Tim, if I was Tim Cahill, I'd be prowling up and down the corner flag three minutes in. It's just like, I'm coming. I'm coming. I've got a 50% chance of scoring a goal in this game. Look out for me, lads. And we're uh, doing his 43-minute warm-up. Absolutely. Abso- absolutely. And the Danes speak pretty good English, so they're going to know what he's talking about. Um, uh, they've lost, uh, Denmark have lost William Quist, uh, their, uh, their central defensive, uh, uh, midfielder, their holding midfielder. He's a big, he's going to be a big miss for them, isn't he? Uh, uh mate, I have to be honest. That's the first time I've even heard his name, but yes, All right. I'm sure. Well, Christian Eriksen will be playing. Yeah, him I know. <laughs> All right. Christian Eriksen will be playing. He'll be up front, uh, not up front. He'll be uh, sitting in behind. Uh, and uh, yeah, if, if, if anything's going to happen in this game, it's obviously going to be uh, uh, Eriksen, isn't it? Uh, for Denmark, certainly it's going to be Eriksen. Although um, there were a couple of other kind of decent performances. Um, Dolberg. But- yeah. Sisto, I think. Sisto, uh, Sisto had, a, had a lovely game. Does he play in Portugal? Mm. No, I don't think so. Where does he play? 
excuse excuse us listeners while we look up facts on the internet <laughs> and whilst i drink a lug of my tea whilst you're asking me a question how dare you I'm... okay i'm sorry uh pione pione sisto i uh, place for celta vigo celta vigo all right it's, it's the iberian peninsula isn't it it's, you're all the same <laughs> bloody sister um yeah no no he he was he was lively uh, uh out on that left hand side i thought he was very good and uh, uh switched the ball well did he actually um uh did he actually give the the, the goal to paulson or was that ericsson I think no that, was, that was that was christian that was christian critical moment christian. ericsson there we go. Christian critical moment, Harrison. Um, yeah, look, it's, uh, I, I actually, you know, being here in Australia, uh, you know, I, I, I can't feel it very much. You know, I can see, I can see the murals that, that they've painted and all the posters that are up everywhere, all the advertising that's going on around with the, uh, the man with the longest beard on earth. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, advertising going on here. But what, am I just missing the party or something? Am I, I don't get it. I can't see anyone out in the streets. I can't see anyone uh, in yellow supporting. It just seems to be a little bit of a weird one. Now, um, they had an early kickoff uh, in the last game, Australia. They've got another early kickoff again for this game. Um, but this time, I think, and I'm, 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 I'm a little bit, I'm actually positive for Australia. I think if Leckie uh, down that right-hand side can get himself, he's very fast, he's very quick. And I think if you can get, uh, they can get him on the ball, uh, then uh, then they they they've got a chance. They stand a chance. Where do where do Australia stand in your league table of Jason's favourite teams? Well, they're not in there, I'm afraid. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't really. It's, that's that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, I'm living in this blimmin' country, you know, and I, I think that I should, as uh, as a person who lives in here, w- w- wish for them to, to to continue, so that we can have at least some sort of, uh, you know, a, a decent conversation with people in the streets. You know, it's just a, at the moment, like everyone's just like, what, what, what World Cup? A cup? Where, which cup? Stanley Cup? Oh, Jesus. I mean, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I think. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a very interesting game, uh, this one for sure, and uh, uh, it, it may even turn out to be a bit of a boring, intense game. But uh, I, I I would like Australia to, to to win this just for my own personal selfish wishes and desires around here. But you, Mate. on the other hand, I'm pretty sure you're going for uh, 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 for the Vikings. Well, no, actually, I could kind of like um, Christian Eriksen to have a rest. So if Australia were to win and Eriksen come home early, that's a win for me. Ah, um, right. If we're like being selfish, moment. yes, that's, that's a Liverpool Salah moment. I got a little envious of the Liverpool fans as their star player returns home, having only <laughs> played a, one match. Um, f- mate, if we're going to be uh, selfish and, and choose teams that we want to win for purely selfish reasons, and, and you're going for Australia, can I have Peru? Can I have Peru beating France? You, can I have that? You can, absolutely. Beautiful little uh, um, little lineup there. That's our other featured game uh, tonight. And uh, this one, this one I'm really excited about. I th- oh, <laughs> this one. Thigh rubber. May it really is. It really is. We we all saw what Peru can do. Uh, they are organised. They're not like uh, 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 they're not like Saudi Arabia, who are all over the place. Although you know they got a little bit better towards the end, uh, but uh, they they're organised and they're organised. And now and the French are are actually. If anything, predictable now. Kante sitting back, Pogba moving up front, Griezmann in behind Giroud, Dembele and Mbappe oh, out on the wings. Oh, you said the Giroud word. Oh, I, I said the Giroud. I know Giroud. it's a, it's a, you know, I shouldn't really. It's a profanity, you know. And uh, <laughs> but you, 
say we did say we got <laughs> Stop <laughs> spitting everywhere. No, no, no. Just, come here. <laughs> Mate, I just hope he's happy to, to come back to England after this World Cup and uh, have another season on the bench, which he uh, has been having. Uh, <laughs> um, look, it's, uh, do, you think, do you think Dembele should be playing? I mean, uh, uh, that's, that's one question that I, I thought was... I don't have any strong opinions on who should be playing for France, only strong opinions on who should not be playing for France, <laughs> and that's Giroud. I hate Giroud. I don't want to look at him. Uh, yeah, but Peru. Yeah. It's Peru versus Giroud. Uh, <laughs> Lovely. That's what it was. And we all hope that Peru win. I fear for Peru a little bit because they, they are an attacking team and France have the weapons on the counter. But yes. France have a mentality problem. Peru will have a full stadium. They'll, they'll have, you know, the, the Russians in the crowd will be on Peru's side. The world is going to be with Peru. And when that happens, the French usually melt. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, mate. I have a strong, I'm going to, if Peru can keep it 0-0 for like 25 minutes, maybe nick an early goal, especially if, if they can get an early goal, I think the French will completely melt down. Pogba will start arguing with Giroud and Mbappe will argue with Dembele and Titi is going to start touching up the ball and um, <laughs> it's going to collapse. Peru will get a second one on the counter. Uh, France will pull one back. We'll have a little bit of a scramble and it's 2-1 and then, mate, that group is uh, in the most perfect of states. Which Absolutely. Is every team has three points going into the last game. Carnage. <laughs> <laughs> we should put them all in a ring and just make them all play each other. All four, four goals. Four goals. Four teams. Four. <laughs> That's it. That's how it is. Gladiator style. Let's go back. Romantic. Please. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. You'd oh. see alliances like the Europeans would gang up on everyone else and then Peru would offer them some of their tea and then suddenly Griezmann would start kicking the ball in Denmark's goal. And it, mate. Oh, mate, can you imagine a four-sided, four, four-way goal fest Oh, the, the team with, of the league goals goes home. Love with it. With gladiator gear. It has to be, yeah, it would have to be. You know, there, there needs to be a little bit of death in there, I think, as well. So, uh, you know, just to add to, add to the spice. Um, you know, look, Giroud could be the first on the list. You know, <laughs> just straight <laughs> out, bang, gone. Yeah, look, uh, uh, I think that would be really, really good. And I think anything can happen as well. Anything can happen. On paper, France to win this, of course. But, um, you know, I think, uh, think it would be really, really nice to see Peru. Um, which, uh, which, look, takes us, uh, you know, we, we could probably talk about, uh, about uh, uh, France-Peru for quite a while. But uh, uh, let's, uh, I think we should take a little bit of a break. And yes. uh, when we come back, I think we should uh, uh, preview the last uh, uh, of our games, Argentina versus Croatia. And then we'll have a little bit of a, a, a chat, if we've still got a bit of time, uh, about, uh, um, about something else. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. And welcome back. Welcome B to the A to the C to the... Anyway, uh, right. Look, we're coming back, uh, and uh, we are gonna. We're gonna. Th uh, th thanks for backing me up there on that one. No, no you mate, didn't. Mate, anyway. I, would, I would say B to the A to the C to the. That's not okay. Don't ever do that again. Okay, fair enough. Okay, well, thank you very much for uh, at least enlightening me on what I can and cannot do and can and cannot say uh, because, as you know, I'm a breakaway yo, and you can't stop me when I'm going for a pee and. <laughs> 
Please stop. I really need the toilet. All right. Um, I know it doesn't matter. But there's more important things on our plate. I can just pee right here. It's all right. Um, we got Argentina versus Croatia. Ah, now here's, uh, I think you put it very eloquently uh, with the France versus Peru, a leg rubber. I like that. Oh, yes. It's a thigh, it's a thigh rubber, mate. It's a thigh a, rubber. Maybe Maybe the back of the legs, but definitely it's a leg rubber. Uh, mate, Argentina needs something. <laughs> you know, you're going to start rubbing the back of people's legs randomly. So, sorry, Argentina, Croatia tonight. You know, yes, sorry. Argentina, Croatia tonight. Argentina <laughs> needs something from this game, mate. Yeah, absolutely. They really do. I mean, they've been so disappointing. Lionel Messi, uh, it always seems to revert on back to him. How important is he going to be tonight? Oh, hugely important because they're clearly under instructions to give the ball to Messi at uh, all times. <laughs> so, like, if that's your principal tactic, he is going to have to do something. Very true. Yes, it is. Did, uh, th- this same old questions always come out. The over-reliance on Messi. Do they, re- you know, over-rely on him? Yes. I mean, yeah. if, although if I were to choose a player to over-rely on, I'd probably go for Lionel Messi. <laughs> Very um, true. Is, I mean, he's a wonderful player, but I, I just don't see the need for it. They have Champions League players. Some, I mean, what, Di Maria's moved for in the region of £60 million. Yeah. Um, On a uh, number Sergio, of occasions. Yeah, yeah. Sergio Aguero is um, Manchester City's all-time top scorer. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he's scored 25 goals plus in the Premier League for the last... I don't know, 10 seasons or something ridiculous. Mastrano has knees that are so creaky you can hear them through the television. But <laughs> he, he, he is a player with some class. Um, Otamendi played pretty much every game in Manchester City's uh, title-winning team. Uh, you know, they've got some, some French Mate, players is it, coming is through. It time, is it time for, for, for Dybala? Is it time for Higuain? Why oh, mate, it's never time for Higuain. I remain yeah. unconvinced on Higuain. Higuain is, looks like a fat fella who's <laughs> just got a very hard shot on him. I don't understand Gonzalo Higuain, and I don't think that he turns up for big games. I don't like him. He was, he was no. the, the third most expensive football, uh, striker of all times. To be, yeah, to yeah, be- and he holds the he holds the Serie A goal scoring record at like thirty six goals to score thirty six goals in the home of, of the best defences in the world is yeah. a truly remarkable feat, but I don't like him. <laughs> All right. Okay. 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 All right. So you'd prefer Aguero to start instead of uh, uh, Higuain. I think he will, but uh, what about Dybala? I mean, uh, I think they need something, right? They need something to happen. Um, Can you play Dybala and Messi in the same team though? Does that work? Uh, well, it has, like, I think you, you mentioned it as, uh, as well in one of our previous shows. He's actually come out and said that he doesn't enjoy playing with him, does he? He doesn't enjoy and playing with him. that's not a good way to get yourself in the team. Because <laughs> no. I hate to tell you, Lionel more or less picks that team. And if you come out and you go, I don't enjoy playing with Lionel, Lionel's going to go, all right then, sit on the bench. <laughs> and everyone else, everyone else in Argentina will say exactly the same thing. Uh, who are you going to pick? Uh, yeah, let's pick Dybala. Yeah, Messi, can you get on the bench, please? I think not. It's just, uh, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's unbelievable. Um, and I, I just want to just talk very quickly as well about, uh, before we go into, in, into more uh, about the game, about the whole saga over the last 10 years that has been Ronaldo versus Messi. Uh, you know, I'm a Portuguese supporter. I love Portugal. I love, uh, and I love Ronaldo for what he's done for our country. Um, the, the, the most beautiful 
eloquent, artistic football player in the world at this moment in time is Lionel Messi. Without, without a doubt, I think everyone's going to agree. And then everyone turns around and goes, well, it's all about the stats and how can he do this and how can he do it? He'll never become a, a great world player, uh, a player unless he's uh, uh, winning World Cups and doing things like that. Um, I, I think uh, that, you know, with this Messi versus Ronaldo thing, and here's one thing, Messi is surrounded, like you just said, with, with a plethora of talent there. He's, he's surrounded by lots of Champions League. Portugal, I'm uh, sorry, Ronaldo is not surrounded by, by that at all when he plays for Portugal, yet he drags them out of the dirt and, and pulls them through. Does that make him a better player than Messi? Uh, I th- I think that this argument about which one of them is better um, is kind of redundant because they're never going to play on the same team. And even if they did play on the same team, you're going to pick both of them. Like you've got room for both of them. What situation are you ever going to be in where you've got to choose between Ronaldo and Messi? It's kind of pointless. It would never happen. Um, uh, you got uh, Daniel Sturridge is is on the bench and waiting to come on. You know, I think <laughs> Daniel Sturridge in on the left as opposed to uh, as opposed to Messi, maybe. And, no, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're, yeah, you're, talk- you're talking nonsense. <laughs> I think I think we're really lucky to have lived at a time when the two of them are playing. Agreed. Uh, and I think they're lucky to have to to be playing when the other one is playing because they've made the other one better, mm. right? You can yep. you can tell me what you what you like, but both of them are motivated by outdoing the other one. All right, okay. So yep. I like you know they're they're both great. If I had enough money, I'd buy both of them. Uh, I would probably prefer to hang out with Leo. I think he'd be more calm and like you know down to earth. Uh, yeah. But do you know what? I'd probably rather go on a night out with Ronaldo. I think he'd have a lot more fun. <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. On to the game. Sorry, I, I digressed there for a little bit. And I guess we could have talked about that afterwards. But very quickly on to the game. Um, <clears throat> Argentina were very disappointing in their first match. And a lot of people in Argentina are saying that they don't have a chance. Is that going to work well for them in this one? Well, moreover, I think Croatia were very good in their match. And it certainly looked like they knew what they were doing. Mm. They, mm. they have a team, right? They have a very strong spine. Uh, you know, they have Lovren, who's a Champions League finalist this year, Rakitic and Modric. I mean, Rakitic and Modric might be the best midfield in, in the I, tournament. I was just going to say, I think so. I think you put them, you look at the two of them together. That's a dream team right there. That's the Ronaldo and Messi of, of, of the midfield, isn't it? It's the Xavi and Iniesta. It's close, it's close to that level. Like Modric mm. is, is really the... the ticking hub of, of the Madrid side that's won the, the last uh, three Champions Leagues. Rakitic is also a Champions League winner, uh, an essential part of that Barcelona team. That, and you haven't seen as much of a dip-off after Xavi left, I think, because Rakitic has been so good. Mm. Uh, and then up front, they've got Mandzukic, who is a hard-working, very yes. competent Champions League finest, Serie A winner, knows how to win games, you know, scores a lot of important goals. He doesn't score as many goals as others, but he scores a lot of important goals in big games, Mandzukic. And any successful team with a spine like that one, you've got to really, you know, you've got to fancy them. They're not a perfect team. They have weaknesses. Uh, I mean, Lovren, who I mentioned, is, you know, is, you know, likely to make a mistake. Yep. Yeah. Here and there. But 
they know how they're going to play. They've got a strong spine. Argentina don't know how to play. They might benefit from the fact that Croatia are not going to park the bus. But at the same time, I don't think Croatia are going to throw men forward. They'll, they'll play a sensible game. Uh, Rakitic and Modric know very much about when to attack and when not to. I honestly, I think Croatia are favourites to win this game. I think it'll probably end up in a draw. But Argentina are going to have to pull one out of the bag to beat a team like that. And I don't think they've shown anything in qualifying to say that they can beat a highly competent team like Croatia. Yeah, look, that's, uh, that's a very, very big call, I think. Uh, and because, uh, you know, when everybody looks at Argentina, they always go into every single tournament Every single tournament they go in is one of the favourites, uh, but but it has to be uh, it has to be said that like uh, a lot of us who have been following Argentina over the last couple of years know full well how how close they've got to not 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 qualifying sometimes uh how they've uh, not uh, not been able to to get messi the the support that he's needed um there's been a lot of talk about that as well about how he, yeah he's just he just doesn't get that same kind of uh, uh that same same kind of backup that he gets at uh, at barcelona uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough. I like the look of uh, Perisic as well. I'm a big Rapid. fan of uh, uh, yeah. very very quick. He can change a game, you know. Um, I'm worried a little bit worried about their defense, like you said, with Lovren, and then they've got Vida in there, which in Portuguese means life. Life. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Keep going. No, no, no. no stop oh, that. Right, okay. <laughs> Because I don't actually know any more than words. on that one. Um, yeah, look, it's uh, it, it's I, 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 we've got some great football matches tonight to look forward to. Absolutely great ones. I think uh, you know, for me, Australia and Denmark. I think it's almost like the the, the fun firecracker at the beginning. You know, uh, France and Peru is going to be the the sprinkling uh, uh, over the stew, and uh, uh, and Argentina Croatia is going to be us eating that bloody thing. So oh. uh, so. I think it's it's going to be a fantastic night uh, of football. I'm very, very, uh, I'm very excited about that. I am salivating um, for stew-related reasons. Yeah. <laughs> All right, look, we'll just uh, leave you very quickly with, um, I think we've done very well today. We've uh, got through pretty much everything that we've got through. The beginning of it was very, very painful. Thank you guys uh, very much for putting up with that. Uh, uh, and thank you, Dave, by the way, for not ripping the shit out of me a little bit more as well I, you know, on, their, I, on their performance. Uh, I allowed I you, you to rip the shit out of yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, I, I thought actually that was coming in. I was coming in with the best form of defence there by just uh, doing it to myself. You, you obviously just took a a, a, a bit of a back seat on that one. Uh, but because they did play abysmally, and that's just that. I will leave it on that. Uh, but we're starting to get listeners. Uh, uh, around around the world, and we're starting to get listeners uh, uh, everywhere, and people uh, are dropping comments in. So uh, wherever you can, please uh, um, uh, send us a, re a review and uh, and and leave us some comments on our podcasts. Uh, we're very happy to uh, to answer questions, burning uh, questions that you may have. Um, Mate, you have to tell them how they can do that. So there's two ways that they can do that. They can yeah, um, they can either because we use we use Anchor FM. So uh, you can, if you, if you go to Anchor FM and look up for Born Offside, uh, you can leave us comments there. You can leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes or on Google Podcasts. 
uh, please do that. You are not actually able to leave a four-star rating. If you leave anything other than a five-star rating, Jason and I are able to track you down via your IP address and send very nasty things to you. So very true. And we know who you, who you are and who your mothers are. So don't Yes. Forget. So yeah. five-star five star ratings and nice reviews, please. Uh, and uh, we do have a Twitter account. It's currently locked for various reasons uh, but you can still tweet at it it's uh, instead of born offside apparently it was taken so it's offside born so it's at offside born tweet at us we will try and respond uh, and mate we do have our very first uh, listener based question which comes in from Igor from Brazil who, uh, uh, who sent this to me via email because he knows me uh, Igor said Igor says dude you you reviewed the Brazil versus uh, sorry you reviewed the Brazil versus Switzerland game and you didn't talk at all about how it wasn't fair for Brazil you just talked about Neymar's hair what do we have to say to that mate well I think on 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 that he's got a very good point so I think we should probably talk more about Neymar's hair absolutely. Uh, Neymar, Neymar's hair. Oh my goodness! Like spaghetti western versus uh, 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 overgrown coil, a seaweed that's been noodles. out in the sun a little bit too noodles. long. It's yeah, noodles. noodles. Got the noodles in there, and it's, it was a nice, a nice amassment of noodles. I like noodles. I may even contemplate eating his hair at some point in time if he comes anywhere near me. Uh, uh, hair, hair. Mate, the in the next game, people should go out with those little sachets that you get in, in, in you get in ramen. You know, like when you get the ramen, the, the noodles, they should just go out with one of those sachets and just go, Oi, nay, nay, over here, over here, I'm hungry. Come on. I'm hungry, come on. <laughs> just get a pair of chopsticks and start putting sauce in his hair. Wait, could they just throw them onto the pitch, you know? <laughs> yes. The, the supporters. Uh, who, are, you know. who are Brazil playing next? Uh, Brazil are playing, the, so obviously they're not playing tomorrow, they're playing Costa Rica uh, uh, the day afterwards. So they've got uh, there's an all South American, well, not South American, but American clash uh, there. So that, uh, uh, that's the first game of, um, uh, uh, of the day uh, for us to preview tomorrow. So that's, that, that, that'll be very exciting because we all want to see what hairstyle he's got on. I haven't seen any photos of him recently, but you know, he must've changed it. So uh, uh, I'm very excited about that. Mate, we've, we've already made our first appeal to the nation of Korea to wear military uniforms to their game. We are now appealing to the people of Costa Rica, take ramen sachets to the game and throw them at Neymar. <laughs> Let's see whether or not they can cook something up on the pitch. Oh, oh you like that? Ugh. <laughs> On that note, thank you very much for listening. We will be, thank you very much, Big Dave. Uh, we will be coming back to you uh, once again for another, uh, another episode of this podcast tomorrow, uh, where we will obviously be reviewing the games that we previewed and previewing the next game that we review and review the, the page. Stop with that. I was pretending to do my little, uh, oh, I didn't get a chicken in. <laughs> We need to work on these endings. Baby, I would climb the Andes solely to count the freckles on your body. Never could imagine there were only 10 million ways to love somebody. Can't you see? I'm at your feet. Whenever, wherever. We're meant to be together.
I'll be here and you'll be near and that's the deal my dear sweet Gerard you've been nutmegged you clown.